seated. In Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 24, the word of God says this, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it did not collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, 
The rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. And it collapsed with a great clash. My prayer for us today is that we build our house on the foundation of Jesus Christ and his words. Let's take a moment to pray. And as we pray, silently for just a moment, how do you want to build your house this year? Think about the foundation that you want to lay for the house that you're building in your life this year. Just take a moment to pray silently. Father, as we come into this new year, we, we may not have taken the time yet to evaluate what we want to change about our lives in 2023. There's lots of things that we could do, so many things that we could take up, a new craft, try to lose weight, the standard, standard things that we always say. God, may our true focus be about building our lives on you, letting you become our foundation, our solid rock, our cornerstone. When we do that, when the winds blow and the rains come up, our house won't collapse. We won't fold in on ourselves. We'll be able to stand strong on your word Stand strong on the truth that you are Lord and you have provided salvation for us. May that be the type of house that we build this year in our own personal lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing building. song we can ever sing, worthy of all the praise we can ever breathe, worthy of every breath we can ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we can ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you.
our desire to know you, to know your power, 
to know your suffering, to know your love. May we die to ourselves and turn and face you, and let you lead and direct our lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So now, as the you're sitting down, do we have any kids here today? It is a children's time. It's the first Sunday of the month. Do we have any children? Come on down here with me, okay? I'm going to get unhooked from my guitar. Will y'all do children's time with me even though Raymond's not here? Huh? Yeah? Okay. All right. Hey, everybody. What is special about today? Anybody know? It's New Year's Day. What does that mean, New Year's Day? It's starting a new... What? You're going, you, did you do fireworks already last night? We can do more tonight. There you go. Got to go back to the fireworks stand there, Zach. You already have some extras just for tonight. That's great. So we're starting a new year. What is, what is this new year? It's 20, 2023. That's right. You know, Jesus. It's about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So 2023. What do a lot of people, especially adults, we do something in the new year. Do you remember what it's called where we make a promise to do something to ourselves, for ourselves? A, what is it? A resolution. A resolution. Adults, how many of you have already made your New Year's resolutions? Have you made any? Nobody. I see one hand back here. Oh, my goodness. They need to get on the ball, don't they? You know, it, the new year is a good time to make a resolution in our lives where we're, we're something that we're going to change about ourselves, okay? Here, um, you pass these around. Each of you take one, okay? Each of you take one. And it says at the top, it says, my new year, what I want to do for Jesus this year. Okay, is that extra? Okay, yeah, we can just lay them right here. What I want to do for Jesus this year. Do you see some pictures on there? It, from those pictures, can you tell me some things that... Family. Yeah, well, who is that in the middle? Go to church. That's one of them. Be good. Who, who is that with the, the little boy? The mom and the son. She's telling him something, right? What should he do? He should listen to her. That's right. That's called obey, right? Uh huh. We should obey. Oh, there's another one the Bible. We should read our Bible, shouldn't we? So we got the Bible, we got the church, we got obey. What is this one down here? That's a family, but who's in the middle of that family? It's Jesus. Get to know Jesus and his family. Yeah, be with his family. That's what we are right here is we're a family. We're a family of, of God's followers, okay? This is what? Kids YouTube. No, it says my new year. It doesn't say kids new, new YouTube. Do you watch kids YouTube? Is it fun? All right. I'm sorry. It says my new year. Well, you know what? These are some things right here, these pictures of things that you can do. You can make a commitment to make a resolution. That's a big word. But make a promise to do in the new year. And then you've got some space on the back while, while Mr. Jeff is preaching and giving the message. 
Think of some other things that you could do to make resolutions in your heart and in your life this year that you can do better and you can do different. You can draw a picture or whatever it is of that resolution. Can you do that? Okay, so take this card and make a resolution that you're going to do these things in the new year. We're going to read the Bible. We're going to go to church. We're going to be with God's people and fellowship with him, and we're going to obey our parents. And I'm sure there's others that you can think of, okay? All right, let's pray and let's ask God to help us with our resolutions in this new year of 2020 what? 2023. Okay, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this new year that we can celebrate you. And Father, as we begin this new year, we do make resolution in our hearts that we will read your word more, that we will go to church more consistently, we'll fellowship with the, the Christians that are around us and the believers that you've put in our life, and we'll obey our parents and so many other things that you ask of us to do when we read your word. Father, may we follow those resolutions, may we follow your word and obey you. Give us blessings in this new year as we seek to follow you with all of our heart. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You can go back to your seat. And as you're going back to your seat, say, come on, Mr. Jeff. The children's time this morning. I'm on. I got a green light. Testing. Testing, one, two, there we go. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad he was, I'm glad Warren was uh, prepared. And now I know who to blame for keeping me up all night last night. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like a war zone in our neighborhood. Um, and uh, so, but Happy New Year, one more time. And uh, it's uh, so great to be able to start off the new year being gathered together as the family of God. Uh, here uh, together at, uh, at Westgate. And uh, for those of you who didn't know I'd be speaking this morning, I've got several announcements to make here, so you got time to slip out uh, uh, before, I get, uh, before I get started. And uh, so um, it's not too late to turn in your recipes. The recipe box is out there in the back. I think you have until January the 15th uh, to get in your recipes if you haven't turned any in. Uh, also out there in the uh, atrium, there are a number of uh, Bible reading and devotional uh, resources. Uh, of course, there's the Bible reading calendar. Of course, you can thank Debbie Carpenter. She just took the last one. But, no. <laughs> uh, but there, are, uh, there are copies of the month of January. And so you can take a copy of the month of January, and that will hold you over until we get more uh, of them in. And so all of these are at the connection desk. So there's the Bible reading calendar. Uh, there's also a book called Foundations. And Foundations also takes you through the Bible. The Bible reading calendar, you read every day of the week. The Foundations, you do five days out of seven. So if, if, you're, if you're not up to the seven days a week, you can take the Foundations. Uh, Zach, you have that, hold that green book uh, up. That's what the Foundations uh, book looks like. It has a place for you to take notes, a little devotional uh, information in there as well as you read through, uh, as you read through uh, the Bible. Uh, also there uh, at the Connection Desk, 
you might want to do the 40 days of purpose. You haven't done the 40 days of purpose in a while or you've never done the 40 days of purpose. Uh, we have books uh, on the 40 days of purpose and uh, you can do those and you can spend 40 days uh, knowing what it means to have a purpose-driven uh, life. And so uh, we've got those out there. And then uh, one that I have come to enjoy uh, a whole lot is by Paul David Tripp uh, called New Morning Mercies. Now, don't take the book that's on the, H, uh, that's on the connection desk. That's mine. And so, but in front of that book, there is a QR code. And if you open your camera on your phone and hover it over the QR code, the word Amazon will pop up. Tap on Amazon, and it'll take you right to the place where you can order that. Or you can go to our new Christian bookstore, Mardell's, and see if they have it. And, uh, but it's a great uh, daily uh, devotional, uh, one that I think that you will uh, truly uh, enjoy. Um, also, there are some live flowers left over from the wedding yesterday. If you would like to take some uh, live flowers home with you, uh, you can do that. And then, uh, you know, we've had the wristbands uh, for uh, years uh, live for that moment. Well, we've come up with a, or Raymond came up with a new idea, and it's not a poker chip, but it looks like a poker chip, and they're out in the foyer, and it's, you can carry it around in your pocket, and you can be reminded on a regular basis to live uh, for that moment, to be reminded uh, that we're to be ambassadors for Christ uh, each day, no matter where, uh, where we go. And then, uh, beginning on January the 26th, on Thursday, January the 26th at 6.30, uh, we will introduce our first Grief Share uh, class. Uh, Renee and I will be starting a Grief Share support group here uh, at Westgate uh, on Thursday, uh, January the 26th at 6.30. We'll meet in the Senior Adult Building. There are brochures uh, in the foyer uh, that can give you more information uh, about that. Uh, it's a 13-week uh, support group. And you can go through it as many times as, as you would like. We will most likely be doing it twice a year. And uh, so if you're interested in Grief Share or if you know of somebody who might benefit from being a part uh, of Grief Share, grab a uh, brochure out there and uh, share that with, uh, with, with someone. And then a very special thing yesterday, uh, of course, yesterday was the 31st, the last day of the month, the last day of 2022. Uh, it was also Lottie's birthday. And on Lottie's birthday, we went to 135,654 dollars and 31 cents. Thank y'all all so much. It, it, it was a blessing to see uh, everyone who gave uh, to be a part of that. And uh, generations will be impacted for years uh, all around the world uh, as we're able to send this money to those missionaries serving abroad uh, that will be able to do uh, great things uh, for uh, the spread uh, of, uh, of the gospel. And so... I think that's all of our announcements. Y'all ready to go home? Oh, <laughs> uh, we could be in trouble this morning.
One, because I didn't get much sleep last night because of all of the fireworks. Two, I guess my dog decided that I wasn't paying enough attention to her and she got a hold of my sermon and shredded it. <laughs> the dog ate my homework. So, I'm doing this from memory, and that could be, well, let's see, it's not quite 5 after 11, so no. <laughs> no, fortunately, I had saved it on a flash drive, uh, but uh, I don't know if God was trying to tell me something, or uh, uh, if she was, just, uh, she was just trying to get some attention. But as we, as we come into 2023, each of us are approaching this new year in different ways some of us are approaching it from the aspect of 23's got to be better than 22 some of us are approaching it in high hopes you know things are gonna things are gonna really be are really gonna be good in 23 I've got my resolutions made I haven't broken them yet and 23 is going to be 23 is going to be the year. And then there are those who are coming into 23 that they have life events that are facing them. High school graduation, college graduation, uh, whatever whatever it may be, they have life-changing events on the horizon. And that's going to be the marker for, for 23. And so each of us come into 2023 looking at the new year through different lenses. But no matter how you are approaching 2023, there's one thing that you need to always be mindful of. Whether your year is going great whether your year has already tanked, whatever the case may be, good or bad, indifferent, one thing that we need to always be mindful of is that God is faithful. Great is your faithfulness. Say that with me. Great is your faithfulness. God's faithfulness always needs to be at the forefront of our minds. This Christmas season, this month of December, and not just for me, but for a number of families, it was a weird, it was a weird December. I don't know that we have ever had as many funerals in the month of December as we had this year. It just seemed like it was one right after the other. And it was a strange, it, it, it was a strange December. Typically, at our house, by Thanksgiving, the tree is up, the decorations are out, Everything is ready to go. I mean, we are full bore Christmas. 
Well, the tree did get up. There were lights. No decorations, no ornaments on the tree. I did manage to get the lights on the house. But I just didn't feel like celebrating Christmas this year. It was just a weird, it was just a weird season. And so I'm glad we're at the end of 22. And moving into a new year. A new time to start, a fresh beginning. And so as we gather here this morning, I'd like for you to take your Bibles and open up to the book of Lamentations. And you're going, Lamentations. It's right after Jeremiah, and Jeremiah is easy to find because it's one of the largest books in the Old Testament. And I don't want you to feel like this is going to be a rain-on-your-parade type of sermon. Because it's not. And you're going, but you're preaching out of Lamentations. There's nothing positive out of lamentations well that's where you're wrong there is and we're going to look at it this morning throughout the month of december god has continued to put these verses on my heart to remind me to remind me of how great his faithfulness truly is To remind me that he is always there. To remind me that no matter how I'm feeling, he never changes. His faithfulness is always the same. And it's always dependent, dependable. So as you look at the book of Lamentations... Lamentations is, by tradition, uh, credited to Jeremiah. But there are some people who believe that Jeremiah actually took writings from different people and compiled them to make the book of Lamentations. But Lamentations is made up of five songs. And these five songs, they're not happy songs. I'll just tell you forthright. They're not happy songs because this is not a happy time in the life of Judah or in the life of Jeremiah and so each one of these songs is, ex is expressing shame and grief describing Jerusalem's desolation and the people's suffering and asking God how could you let this happen how could you allow the Babylonians to conquer our holy city and to destroy your temple and your city and your people. How could you allow this to happen? So Jeremiah is writing the book of Lamentations in the midst of his own suffering. And Jeremiah's suffering parallels the suffering of Judah. And he's remembering He's remembering all the prophecies that God had called him to deliver to the people of Jerusalem. And he faithfully delivered those, those prophecies, but nobody listened to him. 
They threw him in a well. They put him in stocks. They put him in prison. They did anything and everything to shut him up, but he was faithful to God's calling on his life, and he delivered those prophecies, and now those prophecies have been fulfilled. And so Jeremiah is sitting in the midst of the destruction of Jerusalem, and he is, he, he's, remembering, he's remembering how this could have been avoided. He's remembering of what he did to deliver that message of God's deliverance, but yet nobody was listening. But as he wrote these songs, or as he compiled these songs, it wasn't from an attitude of, I told you so, I tried to tell you, you wouldn't listen, and now look what's happened. It wasn't from that attitude. It wasn't from an attitude of, I told you so, but it was from a place of mourning and weeping. Jerusalem had been destroyed. God's people had been taken captive. And he's mourning and weeping about what has happened. But then, right in the middle, right in the middle of these five songs, Jeremiah is reminded. God causes him to remember his faithfulness. And Jeremiah pins these beautiful words of encouragement, a promise from God for all the ages. So if you found the book of Lamentations, turn to chapter 3, and we're going to begin with verse 21. Yet I call this to mind, yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Father, as we open your word this morning, Father, as we look at the writings of Jeremiah, Father, even though they're found in the Old Testament and they're not found at happy times, Father, they still have a message for us. You still want to speak to us through these words. So, Father, I pray this morning that you would open our hearts and our minds that we might receive from you the word that you would have us to. Father, I thank you I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for this a new year that we can start afresh to walk with you each day, to serve you. Father, we thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. In your holy and precious name we pray, amen. So as Jeremiah begins to write these words, up to this point, he's, he's, been writing, he's been writing about the destruction, and he's been writing about the tragic events. He's been writing about the suffering of the people. And he tells us in verse 20, my soul is downcast. He's sad. He's depressed. But then God causes him 
to remember. God brings back to his mind. Yet, in verse 21, this I call to my mind. Jeremiah remembers the faithfulness and goodness of God he has experienced throughout his lifetime. Now, Jeremiah could not recall this. Jeremiah could not remember this if he did not have a personal relationship with the Father, if he had not personally experienced God's goodness. You cannot remember something that you don't already know or that you haven't already experienced. So this tells us, this shows us that Jeremiah was a man of God. And he walked with God, and he had a personal relationship with God. And from those experiences, God causes him to remember his goodness, his faithfulness. And so Jeremiah remembers the faithfulness and goodness of God he has experienced throughout his lifetime. And therefore, he has hope. Therefore, I have hope. This remembrance causes Jeremiah to have hope, to trust in God, to trust in the God he has served all of these years because he knows that God is faithful. He knows that God has not abandoned him, that he has not abandoned the people of Judah. And so he's able to have hope. Even in the midst of all of this tragedy, he is able to have hope. God has proven himself faithful in the past, and Jeremiah knows he will do it again. Then Jeremiah writes in verse 22, because of the Lord's great because of the Lord's great, abundant, overwhelming love, we are not consumed. For His compassions, His love, His grace, His mercy never fail. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. This is probably the most known, probably the most recognizable verse in this section. And about the only verse anyone ever quotes out of the book of Lamentations. That was a joke. But I want us to look at two words in this verse. I want us to look at the word love, and I want us to look at the word consumed. The word love here comes from the word hesed. And the word hesed wraps up in itself all of the positive attributes of God. It's not just God's love, but it's all of his attributes. It's all of his positive attributes. And by the way, God doesn't have any negative attributes but it, it wraps up all of the positive attributes of God, this loyal love. Basically, it's Galatians 5, and 23, wrapped up all in one word. God's love, his joy, his peace, his patience, his kindness, 
his goodness, his faithfulness, his gentleness, and his self-control. It is a love that will not consume us. Now, we can be consumed by God's love in a positive way, but the way consumed is used here is in a negative way. And because of God's love, we will not be consumed. And so, so, what is Jeremiah, so what is Jeremiah saying here? Jeremiah is saying is even though God was punishing Judah, he was not rejecting Judah. Good, when good happens to you, it doesn't mean that you are in God's favor and that you are in his acceptance. And that when bad things happen to you, that God has rejected you and that he's angry at you and that he's punishing you for some reason. Good and bad happen to us. And God is present in both. And his faithfulness is present in both. And so what Jeremiah means here by it, it, we're not consumed is God is not rejecting. He's not rejecting his people. He's not rejecting us. Just because we may be in the midst of tragedy, he's not rejecting us. Could Judah, can we ever push God so far that God would finally step back, dust his hands off, and say, I'm through with you. No. No. God will never leave us, nor forsake us. And there will be times in your life, have you, have you, have you ever... The bad thing about grandchildren growing up is you come to that day when you pick them up and they give you the stiff arm, put me down. Or you try to do something for, I can do it, I can, you know. They're starting to exert that independence. They give you that stiff arm. I can guarantee you that there are times in your life that you have already or at some point you will stiff-arm God, either out of anger or either out of saying, God, I don't need you. I can do this on my own. There are times when we will stiff-arm God. But when that grandchild stiff-arms us or exerts their independence, do we just write them off? No, we continue to love them. And if we as human beings can continue to love one another, God continues to love us. No matter how far we try to push him away. No matter how much we tell him we don't need him. His love is loyal and faithful. And we will not be consumed. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions, they never fail. Those words speak for themselves. They never fail. Verse 23, not only do they never fail, but they are new 
every morning, great is your faithfulness. They are not just new every morning, they're brand new. They're brand new. They are fresh. They're not stale. They're not left over from the day before. They are brand new every morning. And this causes Jeremiah to exclaim, great, abundant, exceedingly abundant is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. What does it mean for God to be faithful to us? He's our firm, solid foundation. He's steadfast. He's steady. He's never wavering. As I said earlier, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. We can always depend upon him. He always hears our prayers. He always answers our prayers. He is faithful. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 puts it this way. God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? No. No. Say it with me. Great is your faithfulness. And that was pretty poor. Great is your faithfulness. God is faithful to us. Just like we like to say, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Finally, in verse 24, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is always our portion. He is enough. He is enough. And what he did for us through his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross is more than enough. He will satisfy all of our needs. He has satisfied all of our needs. And therefore, and therefore, we should wait on him. This is a common phrase that we hear a lot and we use a lot. But do we truly understand what it means to wait on the Lord? It means God doesn't always act exactly when we want him to but we can trust that he will act. God doesn't always answer 
when we want him to exactly in the way that we want him to but we can trust and have faith that he will answer so to the best of our ability we need to patiently expectantly watching for God to work in us and in our circumstances that's what it means to wait upon the Lord that word that P word that we don't like to be patient but to be patient with the knowledge that God is faithful and he will work he will act he will answer and we don't just sit back and wait we seek him we spend time in prayer we spend time in his word we spend time paying attention to what he's wanting to do in our lives how he's wanting to grow us I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. Even though Jeremiah wrote these words during tragic circumstances, they are true no matter what our circumstances. They need to be even more true in those times when we don't feel like we need God, in those times when things are going so great that God is in the recesses of our mind, that's when these words are even more true because it's by God's grace, by God's blessings, by God's hand that those things are going so well for you. And so it doesn't just have to be times of tragedy when we call these verses to mind. It needs to be time in times of goodness that we call these words to mind. In good times and bad, we should always recognize and give voice to God's faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. You know, we have a hymn that we sing that expresses these words about the great faithfulness of our Father. Great is your faithfulness. I'm going to ask what deacons we have here this morning to go ahead and position yourselves at the back of the sanctuary. And maybe you're here this morning and you've never truly experienced the faithfulness of God. You don't know what it means for God to be faithful to you. And you would like to know more about that. These men will be happy to share that information with you I'll be out in the atrium after the service I would love to visit with you 
that God's faithfulness starts in our relationship with Him, in accepting Him as our Lord and Savior. Maybe this morning you're here and you just need someone to pray with. You'd like to pray about 2023 or you'd like to pray about something that's going on in your life currently. And these men would be more than happy to pray with you. I'll be happy to pray with you. Whatever God has laid on your heart this morning, whatever you're going through this morning, don't leave here today without responding to that call that he's placing upon your life. Father, thank you so much for your love and your grace and your mercy that you pour out upon us daily, brand new, fresh. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the love that you have shown us through your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross that we might be restored to a right relationship with you. Father, we thank you we thank you that we can shout these words, great is your faithfulness. In your holy and precious name we pray, amen. Let's stand together. I'm changing this last song that we're singing so the instruments are not going to be playing with us. Let's just sing it together. Great is thy faithfulness. O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not. As Thou hast been, Thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand beside. Oh, let's sing it out. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies.
mercies I seek. All I have need in thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is, great is thy faithfulness. One more time. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Amen. God bless you. Have a happy new year.